Hello and welcome to the Meteor Theater Podcast, episode one probably. Um, this is going to be our Oscar-y type podcast and what we're going to do for this episode, this one's a little bit special. We actually compiled our own Oscars list because we saw the Oscar nomination, uh, the actual Oscar no nominations and we didn't think they were quite right so we made our own list and we're going to share with you what we think should have been nominated and we, um, we ran a poll and then we're going to see who our committee picked to run. I'm the only one who knows the results, so you're going to get the raw reactions from the three Ooh. to four people that are here with me right now. Ooh. Introducing those three to four people, oh um, first up to the left of me is... Brian Rodrigo. I am the um, in-house parent of all these children right here. <laughs> <laughs> all these children. And then to the left of him... Uh, Chase Mack. Uh, I am the youngest of the children. I act super childish. I'm 34. <laughs> yeah, 34-year-old child. And then, lastly... Uh, I'm Rachel. I'm the collective grandmother of everyone and the in-house in costuming expert. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. declaring myself. So, yes. for costume design, she's the one to yeah, listen for to. Costume yeah. design, you know the rest we're of us. all just going to yeah. kind of leave the room and then we'll come back when she's done. Yeah. We'll literally just list all the nominees and we'll just be like, yeah. Just go take a 30-minute lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with that, let's just go ahead and get started. The first category, actually I'll put a disclaimer out here. I forgot to put best animated on the list. Oh, I could take that But um, I'm going to take an educated guess and say um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse would have won. Oh, yeah. So that will be oh, our yeah. first, I don't know, what should we call these awards? The... The meaties. The meaties. That's terrible. Or the meatskers. The meatskers. The meatskers. Yeah, the first meatsker goes to the meteor awards. Like the falling star awards or something. The fall. That sounds kind of shady. Yeah, it's super. I like it. The first falling star. The falling star. I like falling star better. The comet awards. Shooting star awards. The shooting star. Yes. Rising stars are like too common. So yeah, the shooting stars would be So the first shooting star went to Spider-Verse for... Um, best for a best animated feature, yeah. Isle of Dogs yeah. probably would have been in there as well, um, and then The Incredibles too. I don't care. Um, yeah. <laughs> way much better than any of those. And then some foreign ones that probably no one cares about. No yeah. offense to foreign animated. <laughs> no one that's yeah, yeah. No one's seen it. Like, Wait, always. Mirai. I actually heard Mirai was pretty good. I heard, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, was that the one with the boy and the the girl, like the the brother and sister? I think. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I heard about that one, but I got But um, for our first award that we did vote on um, was Best Visual Effects. Ooh. Our five nominees were Avengers Infinity War, Annihilation, Ready Player One, First Man, and Mission Impossible Fallout. I'll start with what I think should win. I won't tell you what I think will win because I already know. Um, <laughs> I, I believe I voted for Annihilation. Um, if you've watched the bear scene and that alone, uh, like, geez. that's just... Oh my gosh, the visual effects. It's so creepy. It just really brings a whole another thing yeah. to the movie. And just the problem with Avengers and like most of these superhero movies, it's not that they have bad visual effects by any like stretch, but it's just like they kinda just have a lot. And I right. think that's why they win the awards. Yeah. They have a lot of visual yeah, effects. Yeah, best visual effects doesn't mean most visual effects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or so, does not work. I would I voted for Annihilation. Um Rodrigo, what did you vote for? Okay. I I what did I vote for? I think I might have either gone for Infinity War or Annihilation. Um, just Infinity War just out of Thanos alone. He did have very um, Yeah. I know the Hulk buster looked crappy. Yeah, it like, look it, looked, it looked like Black Panther visual effects, which is not good. <laughs> <laughs> the shade. <laughs> the shade. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, no right. lies were told, right? <laughs> yeah. I think everybody knows that. Yeah. But yeah. If, if I had to, uh, you know, give it to someone, just realistic, just overall, Annihilation. Just okay. every, every sequence in that movie just was absolutely stunning visual effects. But just seeing, like, the plant life just growing out of people themselves. It's yes. the imagery you see around you yeah. everywhere. Just stunningly beautiful. Chase? Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't seen Annihilation yet, but from what I have seen, that like I saw the trailer and I've seen some footage, and I want to vote for Annihilation, but going off from what I've seen, uh, I have to go with Avengers Infinity War, mainly not because of just how much, uh, I mean, how much of the movie was CGI, but like mainly because of how good it was. Like after like twenty minutes into the movie, I almost forgot who Josh Brolin was, mm -hmm. because, like, Thanos is in the movie so much that he kind of, like, I mean, when you see him, like, next to Iron Man and, like, Captain America, he looks so realistic, and I, like, I like when movies do that, where they make me forget that there's an actor playing him, he's, like, you know, character, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will say, yeah, all the fight scenes, I think the visual effects are about on par with most superhero movies, but, yeah, the yeah. look of Thanos was really, really good, you could yeah. completely, yeah, completely didn't know it was or any other actor. Yeah. Rachel, who do you think should win? Um, I voted for Annihilation. <laughs> uh, unsurprising. But kind of like you guys were talking about, it's just so surreal and scary and beautiful. And I like that the visual effects were pretty much taking things that we... I mean, the whole point of the movie is taking things that we recognize and twisting them and making them scary. So, like, blooms that are from the same plant that are all different. Um, spores growing out of, a, like, a dead human. Um... I don't know, I won't get too, too spoilery, but even though it has been out since February, so it's kind of it's your fault. Since last but February. Oh, sure, it's, it's my yes, fault. Yes, um, but it's streaming on Amazon Prime now, so big recommend. But the final sequence um, is scary and so beautiful, and it's just like, it reminds me almost of, of like a parallel of, a, of Arrival, whereas Arrival is very like air-based. Yeah. This one's very earth-based, and it's like a very, I think that'd make a great double feature, but Annihilation, that's my vote. So, um, the winner of the first, or the second, um, what did we call it? Shooting the Star Shooting Star. 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 <laughs> yeah, the Shooting Star Award was Avengers Infinity War. Hey! Um, so, sad for Annihilation with the But loss, I mean, I can see I mean, that. I, yeah. I understand why, yeah. our committee. And, um... Just to let you, yeah, it was more than the people in this room who voted um, for the Oh, yeah. So it was a lot of people <laughs> yeah. who probably saw a lot less movies than we did. But, I mean, I'm not mad. Avengers yeah. Infinity War had good visual effects. And it reminds me of, I haven't seen Infinity War yet, but uh, it reminds me sort of of Gollum in the original Lord of the Rings. Like, that was so groundbreaking for the time because it was a fully emotion, like, an emotional acted character. And I think with Thanos, that's, like, a great visual effect of making a character, a CGI character its own real being that you connect with. So... Good achievement. Yeah. Um, that sound that you just heard was another person <laughs> entering from his yeah. class. Join introduce, the club. introduce yourself. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Ryan. Um, Give us an interesting fact about yourself. Uh, well, you and I are now uh, Meteor Theater co-chairs. Yeah. Um, a Disney nerd. Yeah. Okay, it's okay. Yeah. Major Disney nerd. He, he definitely understands. He's owned by the mouse. He literally I wear my magic band and drink out of my mouth. He literally yeah. came in here with the Kingdom Lodge cup. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what we've been through so far is we decided that uh, Spider-Verse was the best animated feature. Kind of and then, uh, and then um, we gave Avengers Infinity War to, uh, for best visual effects. 
That, that uh, was what it was voted on. Yeah, that's what yeah. was voted. That's not what we agree on. But <laughs> I Aquaman seen... was snubbed. Aquaman was not on our list for some reason. Was Ready Player One on the list? Was Ready Player One? I think yeah. it should have gone to... Nah, no, I question that. Because I saw like a lot of footage on 4K for Infinity War, and I've seen Ready Player One on 4K, even though they're both visually stunning. I would still give it to Ready Player One, considering... It's like all the motion capture stuff, and yeah. that world is so immersive. But Thanos looks really cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I think also, that's we, what it came down to. We spent a full six minutes on visual effects, so we'll we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're zooming through this one. Five hours later. Um, so the second one we're gonna give is for best costume design. Ray's so, just give us uh, yes, her just, answer. Miss Massengill has. Well, I would like to hear what you guys think. Yeah. So our five nominees for this one are the favorite, um, Black Panther, Paddington Two, Black Klansman, and Mary Poppins Returns. Um, I love Paddington Two, but I'd probably give it to Black Panther. Okay. Yeah, yeah. same. Black yeah. Panther. Just those costumes in that movie were all great. Mm -hmm. Their costumes are so good, it carried out through award season. They still <laughs> yeah. look good. Yeah. Oh I don't, they're, they're, they're unique. Yeah. They're, they're very unique. They're not like, they're, oh, this is period drama. Here, everyone's wearing the same dresses people wore like a hundred yeah. years ago. No, it's yeah. original. It's, it's Afrofuturism, which exactly. you never yeah. really seen. Yeah, I was about to point out that's Afrofuturism. Mm -hmm. um, and which I learned about one day. I <laughs> would. Uh, I would, I'm going to put give my vote to Black Panther, but uh, kind of an honorable mention, Mary Poppins and the favorite yes. had really good costumes. Same uh, same costume designer, Sandy Powell, who I stand for. Wait, seriously? Yeah. yeah. She's nominated oh, twice. Smack. Yeah, she's nominated twice. Yeah. I actually don't think Mary Poppins had great costume design. I think he just had a lot of costumes. Oh. I mean, like, I like <laughs> when Mary, well, not kind of spoil you, but, uh, but I like when she actually did change, like, costume. Well, like, for instance, when she went to the... Uh, I mean, it's not really a spoiler, but, like, it's in the commercials. There's a scene where she goes from her usual costume to her, like, animated world. Oh. Like, the, oh, an yeah. like oh, the circus part. Like, yeah, in the chromatic like, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I loved her costume. Yeah, she's scene. wearing this, like, pink and white, like, striped bustle gown. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it looks painted with yeah. like, the watercolor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those costumes are great. Oh, Honestly, yeah. this is a hard year for costuming because, um, ultimately, who I want to win is Black Panther. But the favorites' costumes are both historically accurate and very stylized, yeah. and also not a period you see in film a lot. It's the like early 1700s. Um, but yeah, Mary Poppins had really cool 30s costumes. Paddington had all the like costumes that Hugh Grant wore. Yeah. Um, and Black Klansman just had really cool 70s period costumes, which obviously like on like a like casual like level that you can integrate into your own wardrobe. Would fully recommend, but ultimately, I think my vote goes to Black Panther just for the uniqueness and the Afrofuturism. Yeah, Ryan. Rachel took the word. <laughs> okay, so we'll we'll uh, go quicker. So the best costume design for this one was Black Panther. Yeah. Easily yeah. too. The favorite came in second, and then Paddington Two came yeah, in third. Same. Also, that uh, costume designer is Ruth E. Carter. Watch out for her at the Oscars. She also did a lot of Spike Lee films, like Malcolm X. Anyway. Okay. She's great. So, so, so far we've had one for Spider-Verse, one for Avengers, and one for Black Panther. So nothing's running away with it yet. Nice mix. Um, so you're saying Disney's winning. Disney, yes. Disney is always I mean, winning. They don't know Spider-Verse. Well, te well mm -hmm. technically, they kind of... Technically, they... Well, 
I'm not sure if this is just pure superstition, but one day when I was back home, I went into the Disney store and I saw Spider-Verse toys. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, who knows? Um, Licensing. But best makeup and hair is the next category. Um, We have Bice. Also I like. (laughs) Yeah. We have Bice, Black Panther, Mary Queen of Scots, Paddington 2, and The Favorite. I'm not gonna lie. I, uh, I put Mary uh, Queen of Scots on my uh, nomination ballot just because um, Margot Robbie was unrecognizable in that trailer. Oh yeah, I haven't seen the actual movie, but I voted for um, Vice, I believe. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But oh, well, the thing about Vice is I think Kristen Bale's makeup and hair is amazing, mm-hmm. and Amy Adams is really good too. But I don't think Steve Carell's is that good. I don't think Tyler Perry's is that good. No. They obviously spent a lot of time on one person yeah. and then kind of gave it up. I actually think I did vote for Black Panther because they looked rad. Um, did they just like put a prosthetic nose on Chris? I mean, on Steve Carell? Yeah, yeah. I don't think they did anything. Yeah, like, 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 at the like same time, like the makeup and the like the person that they're portraying. Obviously, they have to go hand in hand. And I thought casting in that film was good. Like. I'll disagree with you there. I thought Steve Carell played a really good Donald Rumsfeld. Well, I didn't go. say he was bad. I just don't think they did his makeup well. He's being fake Yeah, like, I thought I thought he looked like him all right. I feel like um, but so I think it's mainly going to go down to Christian Bale because he looked exactly like Dick Cheney. And, like, not only oh, yeah, was it the does. makeup and everything, it also, like, he, like, he went through some body changes. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, that's not necessarily makeup and hair. That's but, like an actor's. Performance. Yeah, but like I thought, like that added it to yeah. the makeup and everything. I thought I thought he was great. Okay, so, so, so give it to Vice. Then what's so yours is Vice. Okay. Mine's Vice. All right, Rodrigo. Vice, definitely. I mean, Christian Bale disappeared. Like when I saw the trailer, mm-hmm. I did I didn't know that was Christian Bale until I saw Christian Bale in the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Oh yeah. Well. What were the nominees again? It was Vice, Vice Black Panther, Mary Queen of Scots, Paddington Two, and The Favorite. Why is Paddington Two on there? Because it's great. <laughs> I can't. Well, I'm gonna vote for Vice, but again, honorable mention Paddington Two for like whenever Hugh Grant had those like yeah. uh, the That's why disguises. I it. Like there's a scene in Paddington Two where like there's a rob. Well, like he steals the map. Well, like Hugh Grant steals the map, and he looks like a hobo. But I didn't know that was... They show his face multiple times. And I didn't even know that was Hugh Grant. And it was like... It's really... Paddington 2 is purely underrated. Paddington 2 will come up later. See, what's your vote? Uh, Vice. Yeah, okay. but you were also talking smack about, like... C. Carell didn't look like Donald Rumsfeld. He did. The, yeah, but also Sam Rockwell. And he got the supporting actor nomination. He didn't look anything like W. Except with the eyebrows. Didn't deserve that either. Yeah. But that's yeah. Another, that's another well, hot damn. That was good. <laughs> 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 was a good okay, so my, vo- my vote is uh, for Black Panther. Hmm. Um, not necessarily because of the like transformations that people went through but i just thought like visually i thought it was again it goes back to being so unique and not something we get to see a lot in film i thought just like the level like just the uniqueness and styles like black hairstyles you got to see on screen were super cool all of their hairstyles was really were really interesting angela bassett's white dreads i live oh and also just like all of uh, michael or michael b jordan's like body scarification i thought was really interesting and also must have been like a whole process but i would just do it for the pure style and uniqueness for that so mine's black panther so three of us went for Vice, and two of us went for Black Panther, and the winner was Black Panther. <gasps> what? Oh, oh, I, I was whoa. super surprised by this one, but yeah, was like, that's what the committee. Second it was place it was, was, it was Angela Bassett's White Dreads, man. <laughs> yeah, was, that was it. Um, and then what's it? The favorite and Vice were tied for second, and then Paddington took that one vote from not me actually. So that was weird. Um, the favorite hairstyles were cool. So Black Panther has now won twice, so it's uh, it's leading so far. 
For best production design, we have Black Panther, Annihilation, Ooh. Roma, Ooh. The Favorite, Ooh. and Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, oh shoot. <laughs> We're about to <laughs> warn sucks. you guys that this is about me. to get intense. You're killing me right I, now. I forget who I voted for, but... Um, I mean, that's a lot of good ones. Let me see who I voted I know. for. I, just, I, just I, I, I forgot what I voted for. Because um, it's, it's, it's between two. No, you didn't. I went actually, for no, actually, no, never mind. I know what I voted for. <laughs> <laughs> what did you vote for, Rodrigo? Okay, David, what did I you I went for Black Panther. Um, okay. Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wakanda, yeah. yeah. Black good. Panther, very close second. Very mm. close so second. Roma. Roma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you couldn't tell, I'm Mexican. <laughs> so... The, the one thing about Roma, and this is why I gave it to it, uh, outside of me just loving the movie, thinking it's absolutely perfect in every way. Um, <laughs> yeah. The if you hear the story of how Koran was making Roma, um, he basically rebuilt 1970s Mexico, 1970s Roma, mm -hmm. uh, for this whole movie. Yeah. He got the same basically the same furniture he used to have as a kid for the house. He made sure the layout was everything, absolutely everything was the same. Every shop, every advertisement, everything around the movie was exactly the same as it was in 1970, 1971, I think that's mm -hmm. when the movie takes place. Yeah. yeah. So that dedication to have Russian side to be extremely accurate, mm -hmm. I think that deserves a win. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, I don't love the movie Roma, but I would absolutely guarantee that its production design is quite amazing. I would... I think it was second on my list. And honestly, if I would vote today, I'd probably change my vote. Yeah. But um, Super immersive. Yeah, Roma mm. is great in that aspect. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chase? Um, well, now that Rodrigo opened up my third eye, <laughs> I, uh, the, so the nominations were Black Panther, uh, Annihilation, Roma, Ooh. The Favorite, and Mary Poppins Returns. Damn, that's, that's kind of hard because, like, I want to give it to The Favorite, but... I'm going to have to give it to Roma. That movie was, like... I mean, the production design on that movie was, like, really, really accurate. And, like... Like, it... I'm trying to find a way to say this. Like, it felt like it took you... Wait, where was the movie set in uh, Spain? Mexico City. Okay, it felt like the movie took you to Mexico City. Like, even the movie theater felt really, like, 1970s. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, and the whole like areas around that, so I'm gonna have to give it to Roma. Rachel, uh, this is super hard. I literally want to vote for all of them. <laughs> um, I think I, uh, I'm really torn between Black Panther and Annihilation. Black Panther again because of the Afrofuturism. It's such an interesting aesthetic. It's very mm -hmm. very cool. But then Annihilation has all of the surrealist like body horror aspects that were really cool. So I literally don't know what to vote for. I I guess I'll vote for Black. Panther, but I wish I could vote for all of them because they all have such amazing. Yeah, all five of them. Yeah, are the, good. all of them. Are These are some well stylish movies. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, I think it was for me between Black Panther and Mary Poppins Returns. That's also good. Um, yeah, Mary Poppins. I yeah, I gotta give it to Mary Poppins Returns because, like, first and foremost, it felt like the classic. Um. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it felt like the classic on Seventeen Cherry Tree Lane and. Uh, also, I thought the production design uh, in regards to like the bowl scene and yes. also when they went in the tub, like that felt very classic Disney. Mm -hmm. um, even with like all like the new cinematography that's cannot think of the word, but like that's kind of like evolved since the first Mary Poppins, and it still looked aesthetically like 
like Mary Poppins. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I know that didn't win, but so uh, this one it. weirdly wasn't that close. Um, it was Black Panther by quite a lot. Wow! wow. So, um, it was the favorite and Roma, distant second place, and then Annihilation and um, Mary Poppins Returns, uh, tying with like one vote per. I think that was mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I totally agree. Especially that China Bowl sequence is yeah. so interesting. It was yeah. so cool. Yeah. And it's a very stylized movie that works really well. These are all great choices. I forget what well, the actual Oscars voted for, but any five of those, if any of those probably five of those dumb. wins. <laughs> yeah, probably something stupid. Um, all right, next category. Best sound mixing. Um, okay. You want to explain the difference between um, sound mixing? Yeah, so according to what I looked up, sound editing is the creation of sound effects. So, like, I'm creating the sound effects for uh, lightsabers or car engines or or spaceships that's like sound editing and sound mixing is the actual mixing of like how precise are we getting when like when a scene goes completely silent except for a certain noise that's like a really great moment of sound mixing so that's like according to an article i read that's the difference it's confused a lot but there you go so sound mixing our five nominees were a quiet place oh, okay. a star is born oh, okay. first man spider-man into the spider-verse and mm. annihilation uh. i think <laughs> Oof, that was, that's These a lot of good ones. I forget yeah, what I voted yeah. for. Maybe a star. No, I don't think I voted for it. Nah, they're for, they're, they're all good, except right maybe Spider-Man. I wouldn't put that in there. I would, but, yeah. um, this is mixing? This is mixing. This is mixing. So the mixing so, of the sounds. I, I don't. They're, they're all good. I don't really. <laughs> they're fine. I think I gave it to A Star is Born. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because musicals are hard. you, you got to know how to mix, you know. Yeah. Sound there. Sound, yeah, the sound, I don't think um, A Star is Born had a great aesthetic visually, but it, um, it sounded amazing. Um, and they used Dolby sound in that film, which is very yeah. good. Um, Alright, so what's your vote? Uh, I know, it's um, hard. Just uh, quiet around. Place. Yeah, yeah, I think it yeah, needs to go to uh, a Quiet Place. Yeah. There's little to no sound, and the sound that you need needs to be very present, and also needs to sound different because of these cre creatures and everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Quiet Place. Alright, Rodrigo? Uh, a Star is Born. Okay, Chase. I'm going to do A Quiet Place. Okay, what were the nominations again? A Quiet <laughs> yeah. Place, A Star is Born, First Man, um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and Annihilation. Okay, um, I haven't seen A Quiet Place or A Star is Born. I know, I know, I know. Ooh. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> okay, you don't need to um, see it. But it's hard because um, I would probably go with... Musicals are very hard to mix and I haven't seen A Star is Born, so I can't personally judge. I guess I'll go with A Quiet Place because the whole concept of the movie is sound-based. Um, but yeah, musicals are definitely hard, and that was actually one of the things that I didn't like about La La Land, is I thought the mixing was really muddy. So I think it's a it's definitely tricky, and since I haven't seen it, I can't evaluate it, but I'll go with The Quiet Place. Um, and that's what won. Oh, so yay! Quiet place. Yeah. <laughs> I was um, right. Yeah, 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 it was amazing. Yeah. The yeah. stuff that they did with the sound in that movie is great, which yeah. will lead us into our next one, which is sound editing. Okay. And the five nominations for that were A Quiet Place, mm -hmm. again, mm -hmm. First Man, again, okay. um, Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay for some reason. Uh, Annihilation and then Roma. Wait, Ooh. what? Why isn't Spider-Man nominated? I don't think Spider-Man should have been for the mixing. <laughs> no, I mean, like, for editing, because, like, to see what they use to make some of the sound effects for uh, for uh, the Vulture? What? I mean, I always forget uh, Vulture. No, no, not Vulture. Um, uh, the, uh, the Prowler. Mm. Or, like, the certain... They had, um, they've had certain, like, instruments that they use for certain characters, like, for... Uh, Prowler, they used like an old DJ system to make all like the elephant sounds or like the, all oh. all the cool like glitchy sounds. Cool. But yeah, just an honorable mention. Um, yeah. I'm a quiet place for this one is to me like 
supremely a quiet place. I watched the video on like how they were making the sounds, like because like none of the sound in the film is actually what it is. Like yeah. when they're walking, they would like twist carrots and yes. they would like yeah. shoot apples or something. It was, yeah. It's just so innovative the way they try to get the sounds in that film to work. So sound mixing or sound editing for sure goes to a quiet place. Right? I go. just see paints me. <laughs> uh, well, it's it for me. It's between uh, a quiet place and Roma. And I mean, Roma just because, like, it, as I said about with production design, like the environment just was very yeah. much yeah. like you are there. The sound very everything, like yeah. all the yes. sounds. Totally. Um, so uh, <laughs> I know it's hard. <laughs> it, it's hard. It's hard because also Quiet Place was very unique in in that aspect because it played with sound basically. Mm -hmm. So I, I'll give it the slight edge for Quiet Place just because just because its uniqueness. Um, yeah. In, in the nice department. Um, I'm gonna have to give this one to a quiet place again, mm -hmm. even though I still think Spider-Man should have gotten nominated. Rachel, um, I think I'll go. With, I have. I don't think I watched a quiet place. So again, can't. If yeah. I, would, I think I might go with um, Annihilation, just because of especially the bear and a lot of the like alien but also earthy kind of noises that they dealt with. Um, I thought it was very fascinating. But maybe if I watched a quiet place, it'd be a quiet place. But for now, Annihilation. Quiet Place. Okay. Yep. Um, and The Quiet Place. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Oh, it makes sense. It's yes. a, a sound-based movie and it won both sound awards. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's such a unique concept, too. Absolutely. So that one for sound editing. We're moving right along to film editing. Okay. Um, okay. We have First Man, okay. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Heck yeah. Black Klansman, Ooh. Vice, mm. and The Favorite. This is kind of Ooh, hard. This is hard. <laughs> this is really hard. Like this is well, to me, the only one that's easy is uh, not Vice because I think Vice had terrible editing, but that's a separate Ooh. issue. But uh, I'll go uh, Spider Man yeah. or First Man, either of those. Yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go with Spider Man with that one. Uh, I think actually, upon rewatching parts of Black Klansman last night, I think I might go with Black Klansman just because it was like really interesting how they edited certain things, that dolly shot that they did, and like the cross cutting. Oh, yeah. I thought was yeah. really interesting. Yeah, um, the '80s like like '70s, but yeah, the '70s like like the action scene, like you know the very end where it's just like them two just yes, like, that the yeah. awesome dolly shot, and also yeah. like when they're talking about like the black exploitation movies, they're like putting all the posters up. I thought yeah. it was kind of uh, flashy and very interesting. So. All right. Uh, yeah, I think it's either going to be between, for me, Black Klansman or Vice, even though the opening of Vice can get confusing, but I liked the editing where, um, where, like, it would, like, cut to, like, real life, and then it would go to the, um, it would go to, like, the visual, like, of the river, um, and then also how they edited, um, when he became vice president, like, the game board scene and everything, um, and I think it tells the story real well. Even going back and watching it, like, I understand the editing, like, why it can get confusing at the beginning, but I think it needs to be there. I think it should go to Vice. I think it should, so... Vice. I mean, not to... Just a personal critique, like, not to hate on the film, but Vice was edited like a YouTube video. Like, well, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, not the entire film, but, like, certain parts of the film were edited like YouTube video. It reminded me a lot of the editing with Adam McKay's first film, The Big Short. Yeah. Um, which I thought that was edited very well. Mm -hmm. um, which I think that was snubbed um, when that was nominated. But I still think it should go to Vice. Mm -hmm. um, so we have three for Spider-Man, one for Black Klansman, and then one for Vice. Um, Spider-Man won by okay. probably the biggest margin in this entire year. <laughs> Serious. Um, yeah. It was, what, 64% for uh, wow. Spider-Man. Right, um, this next one, we'll just give one word to because... Dude, I mean, this is it's best documentary. Um, <laughs> okay. This one, 
Uh, Coldplay, A Head Full of Dreams got in there because of huh. me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Won't You Be My Neighbor, Shirkers, Minding the Gap, and Free Solo. Okay. Um, I won't give you a chance to explain, to say what you want to win. I'll go with Coldplay, but you're going to go with... Won't You Be My Neighbor. Yep. I haven't seen any of these, but I'll just go with Free Solo. No. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen any of them, but Shirkers sounded interesting. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, haven't seen any of them, but Solo looked really cool. Oh, I mean, yeah. you should have said Minding the Gap, so it would have been one for each one. Oh, I, I, I still think yeah. the Andre the Giant documentary on HBO was snub. And but, I heard Minding yeah. the Gap actually was really, really, really good. Won't so. You Be My Neighbor was snub. That was Dude, a great film. I actually Actually, I I've, been meaning, I've been meaning to watch that. Like, Amr told me to watch that one. It's really the most yeah. favorite of the year. None yeah. of us are documentarians, so we haven't seen too much of these. But Won't You Be My Neighbor won by quite a lot. So yeah. we'll yeah. just move right through that yes, one. Screwed up. Now we're getting into um, the more popular of categories. We'll go with Best Song. Um, the nominees were a little bit... Not right for this one. Um, it's okay. Triple Little Light, Fantastic from Mary Poppins Returns, a great song. Shallow from A Star is Born, a great song. Mm -hmm. Sunflower from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. a great song. Great. Um, yeah. All the stars from Black Panther. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> The Place Where Lost Things Go, also from Mary Poppins Returns. Right. Um, uh, what did I go? I went with Triple Little Light, Fantastic. Okay. That song under uh, what's the one that uh, got the actual Oscar nomination? Actually, that song's fine, but Triple Life Fantastic is like a pop, like for real. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, it's, oh, it's yeah. actually well, pretty good. The, the place where the lost things go, I think, has an emotional core. Yeah. But Triple Life Fantastic is just like a happy. It's, it's just song. It's, it's just, fun. It's yeah. so fun. Well, I like fun. <laughs> yeah. Rodrigo. Um, Triple Little Life Fantastic. Okay. It, I was gonna do Shallow, but. Triple Little Life Fantastic. It's just I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> also snub I'll Never Love Again from um, Star is Born. It's easily the best song from that movie, but they didn't nominate it. But that's just a, mm -hmm. whatever. All right, Chase. And you'll be left in the dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to go with Sunflower. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen Star is Born, but I'll have to go Shallow because I, but, I mean, it's, it became a meme. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Can't beat and it's like even even like I haven't seen it, but like I can feel the power behind that song yeah. and like the like emotional impact of it. So which mm. is lame because I haven't seen it, but yeah. I saw Shallow. Yeah. Easy, we're the lost thing. No, no, no wait, what? no wait. I mean, I'm sorry, I had Mary right. Poppins. Right, getting this uh, answer yeah, from a yeah, Disney yeah, a triple little life fantastic. Okay. Yeah, that was so fun. Um, well, it didn't win. Sunflower won. Yeah. Everybody's just wrong. Well, everybody's wrong. Kind of uh, to go back. Uh, I do love Sunflower. I listen to it every single day. But uh, to think about a song that which should win a Oscar for best song, I'd have to change my vote to go to uh, Shallow. Well, that's yeah. too bad because Sunflower won. Yeah. Like if that I went to, yeah, if I was I mean, given an Oscar, shallow. If <laughs> yeah. from but preferably just triple little life fantastic. But. Yeah, yeah. If well, it, I don't, I don't care about what's supposed to win. I just go all based off my personal. But we'll go with score now. The score. This was a very close vote. Actually, went to a runoff. But um, this one was First Man, Black Panther, yeah. If Beale Street Could Talk, Annihilation, yeah. and Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. This is so hard. Um, I went with Black Panther because that scores. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Black Panther. Uh. Frick. Dang, that's so hard because like, the like. Uh, I guess I'll have to go with Black Panther for this this one. I think Rachel. I might go with. Uh, oh God! I think I might go with Beale Street. Actually, mm -hmm. um, I wasn't as huge a fan of that as I would like, but the score was very hypnotic and like string oh, yeah. loops and very, very romantic. And that was one of my favorite things about that. Also, I think Black 
Klansman should have been nominated because again, mm-hmm. I watched it back oh, in yeah. summer, but again, watching it last night, it's so like seventies, like Shaft, Superfly, very okay. super great, really fun. So, but um, Beale Street. Yeah, yeah, definitely Beale Street. Like they overused the violin and cello. And, like, oh yeah, really brought that up, and it's a very emotional score. Yeah, um, swoony. Like, yeah, it's very swoony. Like especially yeah. listen to the track Euros. Listen to that like a ton. It's mm-hmm. really good. So I think that's also gonna win. But um, no, I think I think <laughs> Black Klansman's gonna win the Oscar. But yeah, Beale Street for us. Um, this one was it went to a runoff between Black Panther and Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Spider Verse won. Okay. Which Again, I think our shot. committee might have confused soundtrack with score because the soundtrack for Spider Man is amazing. That's right. The score is okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just kind of enhances the film, but. Whatever you can see, the Spider-Man bias. I think that's well, its fourth award so far yeah. today. Well, like so. I mean, the majority yeah. of Spider-Man is the soundtrack. So, like when the score is used, it's yeah. Like David said, it's okay. Yeah. Um, cinematography is next. Um, oh boy, uh, got Roma. Oh, uh, First Man. Oh, Annihilation. <laughs> the favorite, oh. and if Beale Street could talk. Yikes. Okay, this is um, a toughie. Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't like Roma, but it has amazing cinematography. This was, I didn't even think about this one. This, this one's easy. There's no contest. It's Roma. <laughs> yeah, it's Roma. like, yeah. nothing's even close. I would consider the other one's close, but anyway. Rodrigo, what's yours? It's Roma. Chase. Okay. <laughs> I think I told David about this the first time I watched it. Like, there are some parts in Roma that I just found, like, kind of confusing. But uh, I did. I'm going to vote Roma for this one. Um, I think I voted originally for maybe, like, Beale Street. But now that I finally see Roma... Uh, Roma, but I think all the other ones have really great uh, cinematography as well. Beale Street especially is like really shot really beautifully. And again, is one of my more favorite aspects of that film. But Roma. Yeah, I'm not trying to discount any yeah. of the other ones. No, the Roma. No, 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 no. Annihilation is out of control. Like, yeah. oh. 100% Roma. Okay. Um, like, anyway, I think what's also Poiron's uh, cinematography debut. Yes, yeah. he yeah. shot the whole thing so, and it's gorgeous. Yeah. Wow. Great job. And a lot of people forgot that he did Gravity as well. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was great. That looked so, great. He directed and cinematography. I mean, did the cinematography? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and everything wrote. except act in this movie. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap. Yeah. Seth um, MacFarlane, take some notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, from Alfonso Cuarón. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, Roma won. Yay! Yeah. By, by a lot. Um, okay. So, screenplay, we're getting into the big ones. We got Eighth Grade, thank uh, the Lord. Yeah. Uh, the Death of Stalin. Woo! The Favorite. Roma, okay. Woo. And oh, Black Klansman. Um, oh boy, this is another. I, this is another one. Like I'm not trying to discount any of the other oh four, God, but this, to me, this one was kind of easy. This was eighth grade. Eighth grade has an yeah. amazing. The fact it like literally made me cringe. Not even just cringe because like the situation in the movie. It made me relate it back to how Personal, I was when yeah. I was an eighth grader, and it's like mm-hmm. I was feeling those things just like she is feeling right now. Yeah. And no film since. Ever has done that for me. So I read a easy. really interesting article on Vulture talking to Bo Burnham about writing that monologue that her dad does at the end when she goes, "Do I make you sad?" And, it's, yeah. and his whole monologue in response, and I'm just like, "Oh God, it's so good and very like personal." That's a good one. okay. Are we Roger? going through again? We got eighth grade, mm-hmm. the death of Stalin, the favorite Roma, and Black Klansman. God, um, I know. Um, so this. I think I'd give it to um, it's between Black Clansman and The Favorite, um, just because I feel like they were, they were basically like, like really, and I have not seen it great, so I'm sorry. Uh, so I'm sorry. Uh, so 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 those two uh, for sure. I 
I might edge it out to um, uh, the favorite, just because I really like that the power dynamic yeah. between, between the characters, and That's I think it was really well done. And the characters are not shallow; they're very, very well written, yeah. and they're very complex, mm -hmm. and you never know what's gonna come next with them. So I, I uh, the favorite, Chase. Um, gonna have to go with the uh, eighth grade. Yeah. Uh, mainly because kind of what David said, but like uh, majority of the film is um uh, th uh, the main character making YouTube videos, Aww. and I kind of relate to that because like back in middle school, I actually would make really weird YouTube videos with these like Angry Birds stuffed animals, <laughs> and I deleted them. Well, some of them are still up, but like if you find them, uh, I'm gonna hunt you down and like <laughs> find you. But like. Uh, I deleted them and uh, they just made me relate back to a cringy yeah. time. Well, but it's also like 12 and 13 year olds trying to figure out how to express themselves and yeah. like something different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I might go with Death of Stalin, Dark Horse Candidate, just because Oscars so rarely recognize comedy films, which is a sh comedy and like horror and like genre films, they don't ever really appreciate. But Death of Stalin was so quick witted, so funny, so dark, and really did a great job of explaining the like mess that happened like in Soviet Russia after Stalin's death. It was so funny and it was just really sharp. But I could also the same say the same of Favorite and Black Klansman and Eighth Grade is really original. But I would probably say Death of Stalin, which is really funny and I would recommend. Well like kind of repeating what Rodrigo said, I haven't seen Eighth Grade. So and it is between Black Klansman and the favorite. Black Klansman, one of my favorite movies of the year. I love that screenplay, but just like based like on how like different the story of the favorite was it's like mean girls and heathers if the writers like <laughs> got a lot of like drugs in their system <laughs> yeah the screenplay it yeah. would be the favorite and mm -hmm. like i like the twist at the end and like you really don't know the tr you kind of know the true uh, intentions of these characters and everybody just played it off so well with yeah. olivia coleman rachel vice and emma stone yeah totally yeah it was their favorite <laughs> <laughs> <I love laughs> that this is one of the closer ones that we've had but eighth grade did win Aww. yeah uh, by, by a little bit first also i just want to like quickly mention that car scene i don't know if you've seen oh it. yeah also eighth yes. grade is on uh, amazon prime if you yes. want to watch a it, lot of a24 movies are now so. yeah the, mm -hmm. the car scene between the main character and yes. then a kind of sketch uh, literally the most tense it's more tense super than tense. most horror movies. yes and also like it's such amazing. a super such an interesting weird. portrayal of like that time for girls and like they they don't know what's going on and they don't know how to respond and it's like especially the aftermath where she's kind of like cries in the room i thought it was like really intense and also handled really well so mm. props to bo burnham every category past this one was extremely close Ooh. except for one um <laughs> except so for one. okay next one is best director extremely Ooh. close Ooh. Yeah, wait, what um, with Peter Ramsey, yeah, Junior, and Rodney Rotham for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Heck yeah, all ten of those directors. Um, <laughs> yeah. John Krasinski for A Quiet Place, okay. yes. Damien Chazelle for First Man, okay. Alfonso Cuarón for Ooh. Roma, and Spike Lee for Black Klansman. Um, I went for the. I went for John Krasinski actually. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just I just think he did a good job. Especially for a directorial debut, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Krasinski did a good job. 
Because I only I didn't give the Spider Man because it's three people. So oh. it's not Here three we times go. as good as the next film. So it's just gonna make their acceptance speech even longer. <laughs> yeah. We're getting math involved now. There's not a bad choice in here. No, I don't think. I know. Eh, well, yeah, I won't say it. But um, yeah, These are all good, they're, they're all good directors. So all right, where do we go? Alfonso Cuarón. Yeah. Uh, he. I mean, he just did an. He did everything for this movie, yeah. and the oh. directing was just yeah. spectacular. He cut his heart out and then filmed it in black and white. For us. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Coron. Uh, without a doubt, Peter Ramsey, Ronnie Rothman, <laughs> and Bob Preschetti—they are like knowing that uh, Peter Ramsey came from *Rise of the Guardians*, which is also kind of an underrated movie. Uh, and also, Phil Lord and Chris Miller worked on this movie, so. And I, everything I've seen from them, they've either been really funny and or really, really good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it's such a style, like, it's such a, cho- like, a style, of, like, they've made, like, a lot of choices with this film that were really yeah. interesting. Also, I think Peter Ramsey, if he wins, will be, like, the first, like, black director to win, at, like, a Best Animated Feature, which yeah. is also kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I that am stuck goal. between... Alfonso Cuaron because he should win, but also Spike Lee because he should win because oh, yes. he's ne- this is the first time he's ever been directed like nominated for a yeah. director, which is out of control considering Driving Miss Daisy won in like 1989 or whatever. Overdo the right thing, which is like out of control. Anyway, um, uh, I I I have to say Alfonso Cuaron, but I do think that Spike Lee should win something because yeah. that's insane. And this yeah. is also such like an accessible. I mean. Accessible, but at the same time, it pulls no punches. Like, it's really intense, and it's obviously something to feel strongly about. So, I'm split, but I'd have to say Alfonso Cuaron. I think Spike Lee just deserves it. Like, it's like, because I think he was robbed for Do the Right Thing, Malcolm X. He was robbed for everything. (laughs) Pretty much everything that he's made. Um, I, Black Panther's a masterpiece. Um, Black Panther's? Black, 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 black there's black two there's two movies with the word black in it. Um, yeah, Black Landsman's masterpiece. Um, and he took full force and yeah, it's yeah. likely. Um so this one went to a runoff between um, Peter Ramsey, Rob Preschetti, okay. and um, Rodney Rotham for Spider Man and Spike Lee for <gasps> Black Clansman. Interesting. So, okay. Unlike the Oscars, we didn't give it to Alfonso Cuarón. All of y'all are wrong. <laughs> I mean, like, out of my, I'm out. <laughs> and the winner was the Spider-Man director. Yeah, it's um, fine, okay. I guess. I mean, yeah. okay. which I absolutely adore that movie. But come Same. on, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, again, I, this is yeah. Yeah, I would give it to give them the best animated, give Spike Lee best character. Right, and yeah. this is also considering, like, obviously, in the real Oscars animated features are pretty much exclusively confined to that one category yeah. except for maybe best picture so yeah. obviously this yeah. isn't an issue if that was out of the category then that would be different but in our yeah. fantasy world I thought the yeah. going to get the real Oscar anyway so yeah. um, yeah. if I'm God fine. willing um, <laughs> yeah, also he well. directed the best uh, Harry Potter movie Prisoner of Azkaban yeah. y'all can fight me on that yeah. <laughs> that's a whole different yeah. that's a whole different podcast, podcast right there <laughs> um, next up best supporting actress another Ooh. extremely close one between Claire Foy for First Man, Rachel Wise <laughs> for The Favorite, Ooh. Emma Stone for The Favorite, so good. Um, Marina de Tavira for Ooh, Roma. Marina de Tavira. Uh-huh. Now yeah. he gets to see the true favorite. Um, and then yeah. Amy Adams for Vice. Okay. Um, Amy Adams didn't deserve to be there, but... Um, <laughs> she deserves an Oscar. But not, not, yeah. not for Vice. She deserves it for um, Arrival. She Arrival. wasn't even nominated for Arrival. That's no. crazy. Anyway, um, continue. Uh, Claire Foy. Amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely on par with Ryan Gosling. It was also amazing. So, so this is yeah. the Rachel Wise with Emma Stone show. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, so, basically. Yeah. So like... I'm going to choose my favorite, which is Emma Stone. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm a sucker for Rachel Weiss. But well no no no. Sorry. Rachel okay, hold up, wait. Sorry, I'm just like <laughs> as I'm saying this, I'm literally re rethinking the entire film. But like uh With the right Yeah, Emma Stone. I'm gonna give it to Emma Stone. Okay, I'm gonna give it to Rachel Weiss because I feel like her performance is even harder, or like her relationship with uh, Olivia Coleman Queen Anne is like even more complex than Emma Stone, mm. and it's like a mixture of abusive, toxic, and also like genuine connection. And the scene at the end where she's like, "I'm mean, like, I actually care about you." When she's like talking to her through the door is like really intense and it's yeah. great and she's tons of fun. Also, her saying "you smell like a French whore's vajuju" is like fully one of the best lines <laughs> in the world, and I wanted to smell in town. I think Rachel Weisz was just more. I think she was more fun to watch on screen than that of Emma Stone. Now, like their chemistry and everything's great, mm -hmm. but yeah, Rachel Weisz, she went in as what Rachel said, like hard, mm -hmm. and, um, and you knew like the intentions like of her character, and then like Emma Stone with the twist at the end. That's like that's all great and all, but yeah, Rachel Weisz like emotionally mm -hmm. was fantastic. Yeah. And um, you keep taking you the words guess, out of my mouth, sorry. Rachel. As you would guess, <laughs> wow. the runoff was between Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz. Okay, and, um, <laughs> we're about to find out the true favorite. It was Emma Stone. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> At the same time, that is also a very good performance because yeah, she has good. to convince you that she's not the villain. Like, yeah. you, she has to yeah. like effectively convince you that she has she's doing this out of self preservation, and she has to give so much more layer and nuance to that character without yeah. her just being like a heel. Mm. So she's also very good. Yeah, I like yeah. this I, next one's fun. Like for real, <laughs> it's okay. for best supporting actor. Ooh, this is we good. We got <laughs> Hugh Grant for Paddington Two. Timothy Chalamet for Beautiful Boy. Okay. Yeah. Richard E. Grant for Can You oh, Ever Forgive Jesus. Me? Okay. <laughs> Adam Driver for Black Klansman. And Jason Isaacs for The Death of Stalin. Oh, he's tons Dude, of fun. This was movie. the closest <gasps> was of really? all of them by far. Mm. Um, okay. I'd go with Hugh Grant because he was quite amazing. Uh, mm. Quite delightful. Uh, I'll give it to Timothy Chalamet because he's, he's, he was really good in Beautiful Boy. <laughs> and he was snubbed. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy he was snubbed. Uh, after seeing Black Klansman last night, I feel like I should give it to Adam Driver, but that jail scene at the end of Paddington 2. Oh, God. Hugh Grant deserves Best Supporting Act. He deserves something. He should have been nominated at the very least. He's yeah. so much fun. I think he won a BAFTA and then didn't get nominated See, for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Richard E. Grant because I stand for him. He's like been like a consistent character actor since like the late 80s. He's been in everything. He's so charming. And he's so charming in this movie specifically while also being like a sad character. And I just want to see him recognized. But ever, this is a sick category. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet because he... Like, it, it takes a lot to go into, like, a dark place like that in regards to, like, you know, being a drug addict, dealing mm -hmm. with depression, and also finding out who you are, and being, like, that young, yeah. portraying somebody that young as well. Um, he, like, he makes the audience feel something. I think any, like, actor, and in, in, in a supporting role, like, for that matter, not leading, that, like, any actor who can make somebody feel that much emotion like that and connect with somebody like that is... Like, you're obviously doing something right. I think he should have won for Call Me By Your Name, but I think he should win for Beautiful Boy. Mm. All of the losers in this category got two votes, and the winner got three. Um, <gasps> and the winner was Hugh Grant for Padding. Yeah! I don't know how it happened, but it happened. He played five roles in one movie. Yeah. He was delightful as them all. The jail scene at the end is amazing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, quite a just he, he, But delightful. he's another British character actor who's been working since, like, the like late 80s who's tons of fun and I do yeah. like seeing him recognized having a ball in this movie speaking of playing five roles 
kind of out of context and kind of random. James McAvoy needs something for like. Oh, class. oh James McAvoy is going to be snubbed till the end of time until he's oh, like, yeah. until he's seventy, and then they're going to be like, fine. Yeah. They're going to give it to him for like an okay movie, just like they did with Gary Oldman last year. But and, that's a and Al Pacino. Good yeah. Clothes probably this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hear Good Clothes is actually pretty good in that. I heard she's the one good thing in that movie. Speaking of, because she's best, the wife. Speaking of for best actress, well, not having Glenn Close in our category, we have nobody saw it because no one saw except for. Ethan, I think. Yeah, Andrew and I saw the first like five minutes. Oh, yeah, you're talking about it. Just be careful. (laughs) Yeah, Um, it's a lot. But we got Emily Blunt for Mary Poppins Returns. That's for Best Actress. We got Elsie Fisher for Eighth Grade. Oh, I love her. Tony Collette for Hereditary. Who I also love. Olivia Coleman for The Favorite. And Yalitza Aparicio for um, Aroma. Um, Another sick category. To me, it's Elsie. Elsie Fisher. Oh yeah. my gosh. She's just me in a girl form. And in eighth grade. She's like every eighth grader just personified. And I, I heard some people just like, well, she's just being herself as an eighth grader. It's like, well, every actor kind of brings their own right. thing into it. And I mean, that was the role that she was given, and she played it quite amazingly. So yeah. I'm going with Elsie Fisher for eighth grade. Cool. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's either uh, for me it's between Emily Blunt in Mary Poppins Returns and and Yalitza Aparicio. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, Ryan. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. But I'll give it to Yalitza just because hmm. before old. Roma, yeah, she wasn't even an actress. Yeah, and she's being nominated for an Academy Award and might be in a Best Picture. Winner, yeah. So I also I give her mad props for, like, especially that in that scene, um, you know, from uh, from from the protest where, where they were doing the the crib. Oh, that to back like, to back. And and oh. as and as that scene progresses, yeah, it's like doing all that. Like that mm-hmm. takes a lot out of an actor, oh. and she, an amateur, yeah, was able to pull it off beautifully. Mm-hmm. So for that, I'll give it to Yelita Parisio. Nice, Chase. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna add to this. She was in Roma, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yalitza. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Can you get the first part? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's good. I remember. I think I had a conversation with Rodrigo about how she was like the only like real actress. I mean, I mean, like in the film, not like. I mean, performance-wise, like she's had the most experience out of like anybody in the film. Uh, my, Mar- Marina Tavira is the is the only actress in that movie. Oh, really? okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, basically, everyone else was just picked up from the streets. Like, do you want to play a role in this Alfonso oh, uh, Cuarón movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who are you going with, Chase? Uh, I'll go with uh, yeah, let's yeah. Okay, Rachel. Awesome. Um, I think I'm gonna go with Olivia Coleman just because I love the favorite, and also that performance, kind of like I was saying earlier with Emma Stone, it takes a lot to make that character layered and not just like a trope and like a caricature. Um, she makes her sad, pitiable, funny, but also like an intense sadness behind it. And at the end, at the very end, a kind of authority and like power that she gains over Emma Stone, um, and she's she's really fun. But I think also Ulysia with her character. Her character's also acting, right? She has, like, different faces with different people. She puts on, like, a different face with her family that she's working for and then around her friends. And So that's also great, but I'd have to say Olivia. Cool. Rob Marshall and Disney uh, <laughs> <There we go. laughs> approached, oh, approached uh, Julie Andrews and said, like, hey, do you want to make a cameo? And she's like, eh, I don't know. Let me watch the movie. Julie Andrews watched the movie, cried, and said, no, Emily Blunt was fantastic. She, like, perfectly embodied 
like the character uh, Mary Poppins. Um, and also, I and also I know it's like a very like old, like it's a very like old film. Um, and the way that like Emily Blunt portrayed like Mary Poppins, the way that she portrayed it doesn't overshadow Julie Andrews' performance mm-hmm. at all. Um, and she was a ton, a ton of fun to watch and perfectly embodied the character. Uh, she was definitely snubbed. Uh, I'm sorry, Rodrigo, but Emily Blunt. <laughs> um, said she was close. She was my second choice. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the person that none of we voted, none of us voted for one. Tony Collette. Which, oh, okay, oh. That's, that's kind of rad, though. Um, to keep to try to keep this under an hour, we'll just keep moving along to best actor. Um, we got Christian Bale. Uh, okay. For Vice, Steve Carell for Beautiful Boy, mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling for First Man, John David Washington for Black Klansman, and Joaquin Phoenix for You Were Never Really Here, and don't worry, he won't get far on foot, because in our Oscars, you can win for two films in the same year. <laughs> yeah. Because why not? Where's Robbie um, Malik? In that? Not in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not that Robbie Malik's was bad, but um, just didn't get in there. Um, Christian Bell. Easily. Christian Bale. Come on. Christian yeah. Bale. What are the nominees again? Bale, Carell, Gosling, John David Washington, and Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, I fully haven't seen any of those movies except for Black Klansman. Um, mm. I guess I'll... Um, I guess I'll go with Christian Bale just on principle, even though yeah. he does the stunt all the time, which is fine. Um, it's very unhealthy. <laughs> oh, he's going to die yeah. of a heart attack in about five years. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess, I guess Christian Bale... Fine. Mm-hmm. Armin Malik was snowed by Christian Bale. <laughs> um, Christian Bale won by yeah, a lot. Yeah, this was of one course. of the categories that wasn't. But then finally, Best Picture. Uh, we have eight nominees. They are. Here we go. This might push our conversation to a, an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you hear any like scuffle noises, it's because someone's jumped over a table to fight the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the rest of the podcast is just gonna just like fighting, <laughs> inaudible us fighting each other, just like choking. So each the eight nominees are. Paddington 2. Shocker. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. A Star is Born. A Quiet Place. Annihilation. The Favorite. Black Klansman. Yeah. And Roma. Um, That's a good lineup. That's um, some good movies in there. Um, Paddington (laughs) 2. I'm not going to say... by a lot, because I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is amazing. I also think um, A Star is Born and A Quiet Place are all amazing. And Black Klansman is really good as well. But Paddington 2 is literally a perfect movie. <laughs> there is not a single thing wrong with the movie. It's just perfect from beginning to end. Every character is great. It looks amazing. The visual effects are great. The acting is great. The costume design is great. And that's everything. Do you like, so, even all the everything. critics agree it's a great mm-hmm. film. Like, like, it has, it's one of the very few films that has an 100% on mm-hmm. Tomatoes with over 130 reviews. Yeah. And there's a lot of things about that movie that I liked that were almost like seemed like throwbacks to old films, like American in Paris and old kind of like French films and even old silent movies. There are a lot of like, fun references in that that I liked. Okay, Rodrigo. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come on. So, so we're going for an hour and a half, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so my pick is Roma. Yeah. Uh, easy. Like, it's not even close. And for the one, for here's, here's my reasoning, right? Um, Paddington 2 might be great, and all the other nominees are fantastic movies. Lineup, yeah. I, I love all of the movies mm-hmm. that are nominated. Yeah. But <laughs> I lived, um, as, as a child, I, I, li- I, w- I lived with a family that had um, someone like Cleo um, in my house, right? And I knew a lot of friends who have someone like that. And to see a movie portray the life of someone like that, who for me was uh, someone that was inconsequential, Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I was a child, they didn't care. 
uh, mm-hmm. of many things. Um, seeing what those struggles were like, and especially under the social political situation that was in Mexico back in the 70s, which uh, to a sad extent, it's still true to this day. Uh, the treatment of women um, and such, and the treatment of um, people that work like, like Leo. Um, so to me, we hit me in a very deep emotional level because like, it's something that I've seen and experienced in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it portrayed it perfectly. So I, I just, I, I cannot stop thinking about Roma because it, it's some, it just brings me back to my childhood. The same way Quran, he brought Quran back to his childhood. Yeah. Um, and I know Roma was perfect in, in portraying that. So that's my favorite. Nice. Uh, I think that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse should win. Um, it's one of the, well, to be in the list with best, fil- best films of 20, I mean, 2018 is, should be enough to say how good the film was. Um, it's not like any animated film I've seen before. It's like, after I saw the movie, I was like, this is probably one of my favorite films of 2018. And after seeing it like five more times, I realized that this is probably in the top three animated films of all time that I've seen. And the film is very awesome. It has like many, the one of the things I really appreciate about appreciate about this film is the many types of style it has like every scene that this film has spits style and it's really really good like it like all the artists who worked on this I appreciate them a lot and like when I well also when I saw this I realized that this is the type of stuff I actually want to make like stuff that has like it it's very own style it's very unique it gives every character its own like you know style to it like I like oh also I like the animation techniques that some characters had like uh, Penny Parker she was animated like an anime character and you notice that her lip sync was kind of off because like that and also um, uh, Spider Ham was animated like a Looney Tune character and I like that and uh, I just really love this film because I appreciate all the time and effort that they took into making the art stand out and be a primary factor of this film so. Spider-Man is my favorite. Cool. I love that all of our picks are such like a microcosm of our personality. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go with the favorite. Yeah. Um, so for me, I love period dramas. I love history. I love just putting myself in those shoes of kind of the empathy of like what people back then were living in. I also like period dramas because a lot of times they're very female focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I loved about the favorite especially is it was all about these three women. They're very complex, weird, kind of toxic very very layered relationships between all three of them which you don't really get to see a lot with female like female friendships and female relationships in a lot of movies let alone period dramas um it was just so fascinating they were all played so well it was the costuming obviously was amazing the style was great the writing was so fresh it didn't feel like a stale period drama even though i love stale period dramas (laughs) um but it was just so fresh and interesting and such a great representation for for women because they weren't saints and they weren't evil. They were just super complex, and especially considering the time period they were in, it just added a whole other layer of, like, this is what these women had to go with in, like, 1703 England. Like, it was just, it was just fascinating, and I loved it a whole lot. So it's like, it was a new take on my favorite genre. Hmm. Um, some of my favorite movies are, like, biographical dramas about, like, insane stories that you don't 
know about until obviously like a film is made about it. With that being said, I like I think probably my favorite goes to Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. thought it was perfectly casted. I think this is Spike Lee's best film, best film since. Do the right Inside thing? Man or Do the Right Thing because a lot of people forget about Inside Man but yeah, yeah but that's beside the point um, but uh, I thought it mixed uh, comedy and drama very well and it's also especially like during the end credits like you're reminded of there is still a lot of oh, hatred in this world um, and give it to somebody to like Spike Lee to make us like you know remember that it's a film that makes you think. Um, I thought it was beautifully shot as well, kind of like what Rachel said with the cinematography and editing, with like like when they did Shaft and um, and the ending scene where they're going down the hallway. I thought that was real cool. Um, I thought it was a near perfect film, um, and it missed a lot of comedy in there with a very heavy subject. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you go like behind the scenes and with like Topher Grace, like he was talking about like the research he had to do on David Duke. And like he said, this was one of the hardest films that he's ever had to do, especially research wise, considering how much David Duke's a horrible man. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and I did not know that was uh, Denzel Washington's son until after I saw the film. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Adam Driver was great. It, everything about this film's great. That's all I can say. Um, <laughs> I just see five impassioned speeches say, about yeah, five nice, great films. Nicely said, um, everybody. <laughs> so, the best picture, it was a runoff um, for two films tied. It was Paddington 2 and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I guess you got a fight now. The winner was... Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, of course. So, to wrap this up, since we've hit, we passed the one hour mark. Um, yeah. Well, this is a podcast. We did. Yeah, it's a podcast. Um, so the best picture was for Spider-Man the Spider-Verse. Best Ooh. actor went to Christian Bale. Best actress went to Tony Collette. Ooh. Best supporting actor went to Hugh Grant. Yay. Best supporting actress went to Emma Stone. Best director went to the Spider-Man directors. Best screenplay went to 8th grade. Best cinematography went to Roma. Best score went to Black Panther. Best song went to Sunflower. Mm-hmm. Best documentary went to, went to Won't You Be My Neighbor. Yeah. Best film editing went to Spider-Man. Best sound editing and sound mixing went to A Quiet Place. Cool. Best production design went to Black Panther. Best makeup and hair went to Black Panther. Best costume design went to Black Panther. <laughs> and best visual effects went to Avengers Infinity War. Cool. So, so long story short, we all really like superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> no, we like, we like good, s- good superheroes. Good superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the biggest winner of the day was Spider-Verse winning yep. six out of the eight things it was nominated for. Six out um, of eight. The biggest stars. loser, just to talk about, First Man was nominated for nine awards and only won none. Oh. Um, first, The Favorite was nominated for ten and only won one. Um, Roma was nominated for seven and only won one. And Annihilation and Black Klansman both were nominated for seven and won nothing. But also, let's just consider that in our committee, we nominated these. Uh, half those movies weren't even nominated at all by the Academy. That's so, true. Yeah. Which is crazier even. To I mean, me. I feel also amongst us, uh, maybe a lot of people didn't see uh, some like, of these, especially the smaller movies. Yeah, like, yeah. So, um, a bigger movie like Spider-Man makes a lot of sense to win since there's most more most of us. Also, all this all is all an, a very animation-heavy campus. <laughs> yeah. So those were our nominations, and before we'll go, we'll go with one final thoughts from everyone. What do you think? What do you think we messed up on as a committee? What do you think should have won some more? What do you think maybe shouldn't have won so much? Um, we'll start with Rodrigo. 
I feel I feel Roma should have won a lot more. Uh, However, yeah. I do understand it's not a movie for everybody. So, uh, hmm. what do you, what would you say is your biggest snub from us? Um, who uh, I think like nomination wise. Yeah, or yeah, nomination wise or winner wise. I feel um, Rami Malek should have been for best actor. Okay. Hmm. Chase. Um. I well biggest snub yeah uh probably Spider Man for sound mixing no no yeah sound mixing no yeah. sound editing no mixing yeah no because I think I thought I got nominated for sound editing no we gave it um let's see no we didn't give it either oh wait no we gave it mixing so yeah okay. you're right it's sound yeah I my, that would be my snub for sound editing because they don't want um. Just the ones I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, Black Clansman for score. That was such a fun throwback score, and that cut, that should have been nominated. And maybe, like, Yorgos Lanthimos for director for The Favorite, because um, that was such a, again, such a director's film, I feel like, and it's such very unique, but, yeah. Ryan? Uh, definitely Rami Malek for uh, Best Actor, Best Performance of the Year, and also a uh, very forgotten film, uh, Boots Riley for his screenplay for oh, Sorry to Bother. Oh, yeah, we fully forgot about that one. Oh, yeah. Oops. I, I, I did. always... I didn't forget about it. It's very unique. And, sorry, Boots. And it, yeah, yeah, Sorry, Boots. It's basically a comedic episode of The Twilight Zone. And coming from rapping to screenplay, and it's great. Boots, yeah. I'm sorry. I always confuse Sorry to Bother You with Can You Ever Forgive Me? I don't and know. And by your name. Yeah. <laughs> long questions. phrases that are asking someone to do something. I'll, um, yeah, I think Paddington 2 for Best Picture. Um, and everything else, yeah. Oh, Bo Burnham for Best Director. I think oh, yeah. Should, oh, I think he should have yeah, been in there. Yeah, that's a good one. And, and everything else was fine. I mean, I disagree with some of the things, but we don't have yeah. enough time. Ultimately, yeah. I think, just as a closing thing, this year was a really good move, really good year for film, but not a great year in the real-life Oscars. That isn't rep- I feel like it wasn't represented in the real-life nominations. So ultimately, go out and watch all the movies from this year, even the ones that weren't nominated. Go explore smaller films like 8th Grade, um, stuff on Netflix. A lot of it's accessible now through Amazon. And just explore films that aren't the biggest movies in the world. So find some cool ones. Um, yeah, I really wasn't all that shocked in regards to like Spider-Man getting all the nominations. Um, obviously, we're very much into superhero films. Um, even though I really like films like that, I just kind of have superhero fatigue, even though I'm very excited for Endgame. Um, and I agree with Rachel. We should be watching these smaller films because they really have like powerful messages behind them. Um, and also, most of them are very much aesthetically pleasing. So, yeah, watch watch smaller indie films. Rodrigo? Yeah, it's like echoing just what you said. Um, I, like, I, kn- I knew Spider-Man was going to win. But I'm also very surprised that we had a lot of nominations of smaller films, like films like The Favorite, mm-hmm. um, uh, like Vice to an, to an extent, Black Landsman. Films that are not widely popular yet. We all kind of found common ground to saying, well, they were great, ex- you know, exceptional in this regard. So I so I really like that, and and yeah, I don't know, like there's s- small films. You know, they, they capture something that the big films just don't because they don't want to. Or, you know, they just don't emphasize those. Um, which is why, like, I, you know, I like some small films like Roma and Fade the Favorite to be here. To go on with um, what all of these guys have been saying, and it's not even just uh, watch smaller movies, watch bigger movie things. Just 
watch movies. Like, it's okay if you want to watch Black Panther or Avengers Infinity War, and it's okay if you want to watch The Favorite Aroma. We all have different opinions on everything, and there's going to be so much that you think about everything, but just watch movies. Um, movies are great for everyone. Just find your niche, find what you like, go to... Amazon Prime and watch 8th Grade or Annihilation or go to Netflix and maybe even watch The Godfather or watch Avengers Infinity War again. It's fine. Just watch movies because they're really great. And I've been David Isles. I want to thank Rodrigo, Rachel, Chase, and Ryan for coming. to. Yeah, it's so bad. I can literally see him and I was still like <laughs> wow. hesitant that I was going to mess up. But I want to thank them all. For coming today, joining us on the first episode of the Meteor Theater podcast. We'll be back next week, next Friday, for uh, our first regular show. We're going to be going through what happened in the box office, what's been happening in the news, maybe some talk about Ben Affleck and um, Batman and stuff of the like, seeing what we think. We might even play a game, but that'll start next week, next Friday, and we'll be back. Um, so until then, go watch some movies. <laughs>